Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Diaries of an Immigrant podcast with your hosts, Mame and Kwame. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode. Mm -hmm. This happens to be episode 6 of season 3. How do you say 6 in Swedish? Sex. Okay. Yeah. No, Kwame, don't start your things today. Today we are very serious. Don't do that. People need to know. That what? Sex is sex. (laughs) Shaking my head. Anyway, guys, this happens to be the sixth episode of season three. It's interesting how we've already reached episode six. When we started episode um, season three just a few weeks ago, Mm. and we're already at six. That's Mm. nice. Mm. Okay. So we are having a storm in Malmo mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. and it's not like a rainstorm or like a snowstorm or a hurricane. This is a wind storm. So the wind is blowing so bad. Mm-hmm. We checked this morning and it's like 50 kilometers per hour. It's even moving faster than some cars. So that's how it's going. We stepped out this morning also for grocery shopping and the wind is practically like pushing us. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. Really? Yeah, How is that fun? It ignited my child, you yeah, know, tendencies. Yeah, Kwame was just jumping and hopping and happy that the wind is blowing. <laughs> it's so strange, but yeah, that's Kwame. I was like, you seem very happy today, or are you full? Because when Kwame is satisfied, then his childish tendencies tend to, you know, show up. But mm. he was just happy with the wind, mm. which is really strange. <laughs> I don't know what the... You have to probably get some psychological attention I know, right? yeah maybe mm. <laughs> yeah but yeah it's it's really windy and the sun is out which is a beautiful weather but the wind is not making it pleasurable because mm-hmm. nobody's thinking of going to sit outside in this kind of i think windy. the trains were also cancelled yeah right? some of the trains were cancelled because it's so windy you know and we even saw one of our neighbor's tree has broken and mm. falling over the wall and all that Onto that's how pathway. bad yeah. yeah that's how bad the wind is mm. but we hope it ends soon. I'll probably listen to the news and see what it is and why it's happening, if there's sure. any explanation. Sure. Oh, and also, it's called Storm Malik. Why? As to why it's called Malik, I have no idea. Okay. We have to do our research and I'm find sure out. I'm sure tomorrow they will explain that in the bus on the screen. Yeah. So be on and the I'll, lookout for that. I'll try to listen to the news to see if there's any explanation mm-hmm. from the Swedish meteorological station as to why it's called Malik. Swedish what? Don't mess up Kwame. We are serious people. Serious people are talking. You silly. <laughs> okay, guys. So, if it's your first time joining us on our podcast, a hearty welcome to you and to our regular listeners. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. It's Kwame and Mami here. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's been a long time you heard this rap, so yeah. we wanted to bring it up again. And we hope you like it. They don't. We hope. They don't. <laughs> but it's so lovely to have you joining us today too. Mm-hmm. We hope you're all enjoying yourselves wherever you find yourselves, whichever part of the world you're listening to us from. We hope you're having a nice time. Mm-hmm. And we hope you enjoy today's discussion. Yeah. Yeah, because we are going to talk about a lot of nice things. <laughs> okay. So after our last discussion on mental health and in the last two episodes, we got a lot of feedback from our listeners with some of their experiences with mental health, their impressions of the discussion we had, and we are going to read one of the comments, or it was a DM that we got from one of our ardent listeners. He's been with us from the beginning of the podcast till now, and it was so nice to hear from him once again. So mm-hmm. we are going to read his 
message to us. So he said, I didn't know hypnosis is an actual real thing psychologists could do to a person. I only saw them in movies and thought it was fiction. Me too. Yeah, it's not fiction. It's actually based on theories and a lot of research that has gone into it. Mm. So it's a thing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and he says, anyways, I enjoyed this episode on mental health. Lots of my guys aren't having it easy at all with their mental health. What we normally do is call ourselves up from time to time to discuss and encourage ourselves. When it comes to mental health, the male is seen as one who isn't allowed to have mental health problems, especially in Africa. Maybe you guys could do an episode on men's mental health exclusively. So yeah, it was really nice to get this message and to know that the discussion on mental health is up, which was the impacts we you know, hope to get from the episode that we did. So we are really happy that people are talking about it and people are being aware that is a serious issue. But the part that breaks my heart in this message is the fact that in our society, especially the African society, it's like men are expected not to talk about their emotions. Mm-hmm. They're even expected not to have emotions mm-hmm. at all. And so if you want to talk about how you feel, it's like it's not a manly thing to mm-hmm. do, which is really heartbreaking because men are also human, just like women. We all have emotions. Mm-hmm. We all experience emotions. We all have difficulties and challenges. And we should all be encouraged to talk about how we feel. I think for we as women, it's a bit okay because we are actually encouraged to talk about how we feel. But for men, it's like you should be able to bottle it up mm-hmm. and, and not talk about it. You shouldn't go through hard times, and which is really sad, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things that I find comforting from the message is the fact that he said they normally call each other and encourage each other. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that we also shared in our previous episode that we should all endeavor to do. Mm-hmm. So if you've not heard from somebody in a long while, just mm-hmm. try and then, you know, check, check up on up, them. Yeah. You just might not know what a text message or a phone call could do to, you know, um, salvage um, a situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he actually hit the nail right on the head by saying that in Africa, we kind of see men not to, you know, have, uh, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember or recall the time that my mom passed. There was this time that, of course, I was crying, and someone said, "Oh, Berman soon," mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. Uh, meant that a man shouldn't cry. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Why?" It's more of like, as a man in Africa, you shouldn't express any tenant of vulnerability, mm-hmm. which is insane mm-hmm. because we go through things too, just like you rightly said, just like you know, um, women also do, mm-hmm. and there are times that. Uh, seriously, we are very, very much overburdened by the situation in which we find ourselves, you know, in. But it's like the system says, keep quiet. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. You know, how do we um, go through life like that? So yeah, definitely we'll come back to do um, an episode on mental health, specifically for men. Mm -hmm. I'll hold the thoughts for that. Maybe Mm -hmm. mommy could do uh, otherwise for women as well. Or just be a guest. Exactly. (laughs) And give us more, you know, insights and Mm -hmm. then input based on your um, knowledge as well. So yeah, thank you so much for this um, comment. And the suggestion. And the suggestion. And definitely we will um, work towards, you know, um, coming up with an episode soon. Yeah, Yeah. on that soon. Yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So, to today's episode mm-hmm. and to the discussion for today, what are we discussing, Kwame? What are we talking about? We are going to be talking about the art of being a couple. 
Mm-hmm. The art of being a couple. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, the topic, man. The art. When I think of art, I think of like something that is like expressive. Mm-hmm. Or in terms of this topic, is like the philosophy and the science mm-hmm. behind being a couple. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's actually like a philosophy and a science behind it. <laughs> so that's what we are going to talk about today. Then that makes us scientists, then. Right? And philosophers, yeah, <laughs> of course. Anyway, so basically we're going to be talking about relationships and what we can do in order to build a formidable or a robust one. So that's what we are going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. And uh, more often than not, um, when it comes to relationship, we may know how a good relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. But of course, we may also not know what to do in other to maybe enjoy a very healthy relationship. So for us, it's important for us to talk about things like that so that together we can all, you know, learn from each other and see how best we can form um, a good or a great relationship. Mm. And I guess for us as well, Kwame and I, I think even from our very first physical meeting, even before we could say we were a couple or dating, we had a very intensive conversation on relationships. On Legon campus. Yeah, it was on campus, <laughs> right in front of the Aquafo Hall. I remember very well. We're talking about how we experience relationships, what our views are, what we think should be the values of a relationship. And, you know, we talked about that extensively. Mm-hmm. So for us, talking about relationships is a, like a topic we enjoy. Mm-hmm. We talk about them all the time. So doing this episode is more like a, for selfish reasons as well, because we actually enjoy talking about relationships. Yeah. So for us, it's like a win-win. We mm-hmm. get to learn and then we get to also, you know, experience our fantasies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And before we delve into the discussion in itself, mm-hmm. um, we need to understand that relationship in itself have no formula at all. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is what will work in my relationship mm-hmm. um, with mommy might not work in your relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a lot more times I find it quite upset that people would make categorical statement by saying that men are like this, mm-hmm. women are like this. No, mm-hmm. we are different. The fact that you've experienced men in a certain way does not mean that all mm-hmm. men or women on the surface of the planet behave in a certain way. Yeah, it, it, which is really interesting because you also see some of these videos on, say, uh, YouTube where they go like... Um, 10 ways to get a woman's attention or like 10 things to this or how to do this how no it doesn't work like that i mean we are all different with different experiences different upbringing different childhood experiences so what may work for one person may not necessarily work for me and that's why it's uh important that when you're listening to some of these advice you know that it may not work in your case because steps might have been given like it will work in this case a b c d but in your relationship a b c d was not going to work mm-hmm. it's going to work from d to b to c to mm-hmm. a so you don't have to take it just as it has been given mm-hmm. of course you may take some parts of it that could fit in your relationship but not the whole in its entirety because it may not work in your case and for me what i try to do is that when i'm watching such videos or even read a book book. you know about relationship what i try to do is i take inspiration so i take whatever you've said and see how best i can tailor it to suit my relationship Mm -hmm. 
and I understand that there are times that you've taken whatever someone has said or even read in the book mm-hmm. and directly incorporated that into your relationship. It works fine as well. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say is that do not take advice when it comes to relationship on the surface value. Try and then dissect it mm-hmm. to see how best it will suit your own relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to move straight into the subject of relationships, um, one question that we get asked a lot by friends and even family members is, are relationship tough? Mm-hmm. And they ask us those kind of questions because they think that for myself and their mommy, we do not fight, we mm-hmm. do not quarrel. Mm-hmm. We're always in this lovey-dovey, you know, uh, mood. Or I guess we look so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, we have our own downside. But mm-hmm. in answering such a question, what I normally say is that, for mommy and I, our relationship is not tough because at some point in time in our life, we decided that we're going to work assiduously towards building a very healthy or formidable relationship for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But relationship in itself is tough when one person is the only one working on towards, it. Yeah, yeah, a healthy relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, I just think of this, when we also get asked, are relationships tough? I wouldn't say relationships are tough, but it involves work. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes people have this negative, you know, connotation when it comes to the word work, Mm -hmm. because they feel like work should be hard. Work should be fun. Work should be boring. So I would say it involves a lot of effort. You Mm -hmm. have to put effort into your relationship for it to become a healthy one or a blissful one or an enjoyable one for you. So we wouldn't say relationships are tough. But you need to work and put in some effort for it to be fun. Yeah. So w- one of the examples that uh, people normally give when it comes to um, working on relationship is the fact that they say um, when two people are pulling a couch, it is easier for them to do it than one person, mm-hmm. you know, doing it. So that's um, a very good example with regards to how we all need to work on our relationship. If it's a team, then it's easier for you to work on whatever you need to work on. But if it's a single person, then it's quite complicated. Yeah. And if it's a single person as well, you can only do it for some time. Mm. If you want to ho- be the only one holding the relationship throughout the whole your whole lifespan, at some point you experience burnout mm-hmm. where you feel tired. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. And then that's where the relationship comes crumbling. Mm-hmm. And the analogy we're giving with regards to like one person um, carrying mm-hmm. the sofa or yeah. pulling the sofa. Imagine you've moved into like a new apartment and you've bought like a, a sofa or a couch that you have to move into the apartment. If you're doing it alone, it takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may manage to get it into the apartment, but imagine how exhausted you will be by the time you're done. Mm-hmm. But if you have help, the other person holds one end of the couch, you hold one end of the couch and together you carry it into the apartment. First of all, it saves you time. And then it saves you the stress and you're not as tired as you working alone. So that's what we mean. If the two of you are on the same team, and of course, in this case, we mean relationship with two people among between a couple. (laughs) So if the two of you are working together to see to your goals or to see to your dreams being met, it becomes much more easier and much more enjoyable and not as stressful as if it was only you working on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in describing relationship, uh, we should all understand that you should know where your partner is 
in terms of the relationship in order to know how to even you know work things out in the f- in the first place mm-hmm. and in saying this i would like to quickly describe three kinds of people when it comes to relationship mm-hmm. and this is my own definition of course you're not finding it anywhere it's my own definition yeah, so i think you should write a book I on relationships because I, I know it's, it's a topic you have a lot of interest in we, i mean we both do mm. but i think you do a good job writing the book for yeah. once, mommy is giving me a compliment. Oh, yeah. And I know you love reading. So yeah. you have a lot to write. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I should, I should think about it. Do it. Yeah. Do it, Kwame. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Anyway, so there are three kinds of people that I would like to, you know, describe with regards to, you know, relationship. The first one is the one and only kind of person. And these are people who want to be single and do not want to entangle themselves in any relationship web. They'll be committed. Yeah, exactly. Committed, exactly. And for them, they just want to have one or two flings here and there. And they're okay with that. Mm -hmm. So they are those kind of people. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they are just because kind of people as well. These are people who want to be in a relationship just because it helps project a certain image of themselves Mm. or because they stand to benefit something Mm. out of the relationship. Mm. That's the second kind of uh, people in a relationship. And the third kind of uh, people as well, it's the bank owns. Mm. And these are people who want to be in the relationship and they will do whatever it takes in order to build a very strong or robust, you know, one. Mm -hmm. And in preparing for this um, um, episode, I was thinking about it and I'm like, okay, at some point in time in my life, I need to admit that I actually fell or transitioned through this three, you know, stages. So from the one and only to the just because, and then of course, bank on. But indeed, before I met mommy, I think I was on the bank on stage. Yeah. That's because I was praying a lot (laughs) for my future partner. No, I'm serious. I mean, you may not be religious, but I was going to church and praying a lot. So that wherever he is, he starts doing the right thing. So by the time I met you, God had changed your heart and you had stopped all the nonsense. <laughs> and now you were a good boy. So hey. I met you at a good boy stage. Hey, which part were you when I met you? When you met me? Yeah. Um, I guess one and only. Yeah. And then along the line, transition to the just because, because I enjoyed your company and I wanted to stay with you just for the company. Mm. So that was what I was getting out. It's not like I wanted your money or anything. It was just the company. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and also because you were, you know, good looking. So if I show up with you somewhere, it's going to be like, yeah, he's mine. <laughs> but I wasn't really there. And then over time, I transitioned to the Bangon. So I think we all go through these phases at some point mm-hmm. in time. Uh, the reason why I decided to bring in this example is that it will be important for us all to understand where we are or where the other person is mm-hmm. and other to be able to know what to do in the relationship. Mm-hmm. There are times that you are bang on and then you go and then meet someone who is one and only. Mm-hmm. You don't know where they stand and mm-hmm. then you feel like, oh, this relationship is such, you know, a mess and mm-hmm. all that. That's because you don't know where they stand. Mm-hmm. And this is where I would say if you are, especially in the initial stages of mm-hmm. a relationship, you need to do the DTR. What's that? Define the relationship. Okay. You need to be in, on the same page, like you were saying. You guys need to talk through it. Like, So at this point, what exactly are we doing? Are we like just boyfriend and girlfriend? Or are we just friends? Or are we just banging each other? Or are we in a committed relationship exclusively with just you and I? Where we are not talking to anyone else on the side? Because you know in the initial stages of our relationship... You had to clear some people. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the first few weeks, there were some people in your 
life. I also yeah. had some people in my life, mm-hmm. but we had to clear them. That's because we had had the conversation that okay, now we want to be exclusive with each other. And that was the time that I remember uh, I had to set an ultimatum mm-hmm. and say that, "Mommy, give me an answer by this time, or or I'm gone, I'm gone. and yeah. I'm serious about mm-hmm. it." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's important that you have that conversation. Where are we right now? What are we doing? Because mm. there are times where people are in a relationship and they don't even know what they are doing. Mm. They don't know they are in a relationship. Like, I had a story once when I was in Ligon. Okay. There was a girl, she was with a guy. Mm. You know, they were doing couples things. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, so he proposed to this girl and the girl said no. And the other girl he was talking to was like, I thought we were in a relationship. Mm. And he's like, no, I never said we were in a relationship. Mm. So they hadn't defined the relationship. One mm. person thought they were dating. The other person thought they were just friends mm-hmm. with benefits, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's important that you have the conversation, define the relationship so that you both know what you're doing. And with the three definitions you've given, we are not here to judge anyone. I mean, it's okay for you to feel that you are the... Um, one, and one, and, one and only stage or you are the just because stage or the bank on stage. It's okay to be at any of these three stages. But the most important thing is to know that if you are at this stage, at the one and only stage, you then you clear. shouldn't, yeah, make it clear. Don't be with someone who is expecting a bang on from you mm-hmm. where you, the person feels like you're wasting their time and where you also feel like the person is wasting your time. So you both don't waste each other's time. Nobody gets hurt in the process. That's why it's important that you both define the relationship that you are in and be also be, be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't want a bang on, don't communicate bang on to the other person. Yeah, exactly. You know? okay. So nobody gets hurt in the process mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay so mommy so in discussing this mm-hmm. um we'll be sharing a lot of insights or input as to how we can all create a very healthy relationship and we hope this is able to inspire um all our listeners as well. yeah. yeah so if you happen to fall in the um one and only or just because stage we just want you to know that in today's discussion, we are focusing solely on the bangons. So maybe in the future or some other time, we'll do an episode that is for you at the two other stages. But today we are only talking about the bangons. So how we can all form long-term committed relationships, which is a healthy one. And that's mm-hmm. what we are going to discuss mm-hmm. in the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what can we do on a day-to-day basis to create a healthy relationship. Of course, there are a lot of things we can do, but for the purpose of today's discussion, we are going to focus on seven points and we are going to go through each one of them in the discussion. So the first point. Yeah, the first point um, as to how we can all build a very good or healthy relationship um, is that we need to be human first. Mm -hmm. It's important for us to be human. Mm -hmm. And um, as a people, I kind of feel like we've been um, socialized. I mean, as Africans, uh, predominantly, we've been socialized to see relationship or marriage through um, the gender perspective. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is as a man, uh, you're expected to do certain things when it comes to relationships or marriage. Mm-hmm. And as a woman, you're also expected to do uh, certain things when it comes to relationship or marriage. Mm-hmm. And anything that falls outside of that purview, it's none of my business. Like, no, it's not my job. It's not my job. Yeah. And this kind of thing is really killing, you a know, lot a lot of relationships. Yeah. And being human is, for me, offering to help your partner even when they've not requested mm-hmm. for such a help. I know there's this um, saying that there's a difference between being human and being a human mm-hmm. and, and human being. Mm-hmm. 
So being human is like you said, caring, you know, being empathetic, listening to the other person's emotions and trying to sense how they feel and what can I do to improve, Mm -hmm. you know, how they feel and all that. That is being human. But a human being is like going through the day, going to work, doing your responsibilities, driving your car, brushing your teeth. That is a human being. Mm -hmm. But being human comes with a more deeper responsibility towards like how someone else feels, especially in the relationship, how you make the other person feel, how you feel, how you can be more attentive to their needs. So like what I'm saying, to be human in a relationship is to be more caring, to be to be to listen and to be attentive to the other person's feelings. Yeah. yeah. And um, for me being human means that you are emotionally responsive and yes, attentive. Yes, uh, speaking to the, my language, Carmen. <laughs> emotionally responsive. responsive and attentive to the needs of your partner, even when they've not requested for it. So an example could be that you're a man, you have a wife and you have a baby. Maybe your wife is in the kitchen cooking and your little baby is crying. You don't expect your wife to juggle both at the same time. You'd come in because of the fact that you're emotionally responsive to say that, okay, you know what? Do you want me to maybe handle the cooking whilst you attend to the baby? Or do you want me to attend to the baby whilst you handle the cooking? Another example could also be as a lady, maybe your um, partner comes from work, expresses the sense of vulnerability because of something that happened at work. You don't just say or rubbish it off and say that, I mean, you're a man, you should deal with it. It's important. Suck it up. Exactly. It's important for you to be there for that person, you know, by listening and offering them a sense of, you know, encouragement and add that to get them off that page or um, um, level that they were in Mm -hmm. when they were complaining. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean by being human. A lot more times as Africans, we are, once again, socialized to think that men behave in a certain way, women behave in a certain way. Let us all try and endeavor to be human first in all of our relationships yeah mm-hmm. yeah this brings me to the point where you know you've had conversations where some men have gone like there is no way i'm going to change my baby's diapers mm. like it's your baby mm. why would you not want to change their diapers because it's like in our society it's not seen as a man's responsibility to take care of the baby but that's your, if it's your baby that you love why would you not want to bond with a child? Mm. That, that is a bit absurd to me. Also, when I think of uh, relationships, and especially amongst Africans in the European society, we see a lot of things happening on social media where a lot of African couples are maybe in the fights, in the quarrel, sometimes in the streets to the extent that they even have to call the police to come and solve the situations or the problems that is, you know, rousing between the two of them. We know in Africa a lot more times we say that the woman should be at home, take care of the kids, take care of the family, whilst the man goes out to work and brings the money home. Even when the woman is working, they still need to take care of you know other chores and yeah. stuff like that. At yeah. Home. Yeah. yeah, but this is the case where in the European context, a lot more times, relying on just the man's income is not going to be enough for the household. The lady also has to work. So she also goes out to work. But the man expects that since she is the woman, she has to come home after her work, come cook, clean, take care of the kids, you know, do the laundry and everything because she's the woman. And then he would just want to sit in the couch and watch television. And this is where a lot more times in these African marriages in Europe, the women are also like, no, but I also work. So you should be able to help me at home. And the man is like, no, but I'm the man. I don't have to do this. And that's where a lot of the problems come in. But if a relationship is based on 
compassion, is based on care, is based on empathy, on love, then you should be able to help each other without feeling like it's not my job. Mm-hmm. And we know in the in the good book, you might not be religious, but in the Bible, when love is explained, it says love is patience, love is kind, love does not bear grudges. You know, if you love someone and you're in a relationship with them, why would you not want to help them? For me, I, I don't get that part. You know, because a lot more times people are in relationships or in marriage and they say they love each other, but you don't sense that love. You don't sense that compassion. You don't sense that empathy. And and that's, for me, that's really strange. And the love language shouldn't be communicated through words alone. No. It should also be communicated through actions and inactions. Mm-hmm. I think previously I read a book somewhere we said, we said that the best indication of a person's philosophy is not in what they say, but what they do. Mm-hmm. So your actions definitely would speak a lot about, yeah. you know, yourself. So mm-hmm. it's important for you to also try and then commit a lot of things, you know, towards um, showing your partner that you love them. I remember back home in Ghana, I used to tell you that I could wake up at dawn. I'm thinking about, okay, it's almost Friday. What can I do to woo mommy and all that? And I know you like those kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I wanted to do those kind of stuff mm-hmm. and add that to also make you happy. Mm-hmm. And of course, a happy wife. It's a happy life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? Why not? And you still do it though. Yeah. So it's not just like when you were in Ghana, that's when you were doing that. You still do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I come back from work and Kwame has like a bouquet of flowers and I'll take so many pictures, you know, because I'm so happy. And then when the flowers are dying, I'm like, oh, but that's so nice, you know, mm-hmm. that you actually think about me and do things that want to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For you, I think about what can I do for Kwame? Maybe I can buy him like a, some socks or mm-hmm. something. Which you did. He would love, yeah, yeah. So it's important that we show love and care to people Uh, by being human, yeah, Yeah, to our partners. Very important, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, the next point as well as to how we can all build a very healthy relationship is to have what we call the relationship state of mind. Mm -hmm. And relationship in itself is not for the faint hearted, it has a lot of ups and Mm downs. So, in order to succeed at it it's important for you to have that relationship state of mind where it is you and your partner against everything else and if i say everything else i mean mommy everything else Mm -hmm. and for me you should avoid that temptation of opening up your relationship for third party involvement Mm -hmm. and uh, if you allow those kind of third party involvement that is how you even kill your relationship before it even begins in a in, in the, the first, first place, place yeah. and sometimes i find this upset where you're talking to someone they are like they are unhappy in their relationship yeah like have you spoken to their partner they no, say no. no but everybody else knows mm-hmm. so why don't you speak to the partner that you are in the relationship with that is what i mean by relationship state of mind mm-hmm. it should be able to communicate with each other mm-hmm. if mommy does something that i am un- unhappy about i should be able to tell you mommy that mommy you did this and that and i'm unhappy about it mm-hmm. another thing as well is you we all go through life by certain goals and aspirations there are times that you'd find someone setting goals of course without letting their partner in the loop mm-hmm. and one thing about those kind of decisions is that it will definitely have consequences either good or bad mm-hmm. so just imagine that decision goes south mm-hmm. And your partner does not agree to that decision. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen, you know, in that relationship? Mm-hmm. So it's important for you to build that relationship state of mind where you discuss every single thing, regardless of whether it is difficult to discuss or not. Yeah. And when I think of relationship states of mind, I think of 
the two of you as a couple mm-hmm. holding hands together, forming a circle mm-hmm. where no one else is allowed in. Mm-hmm. Nobody else matters. Nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. It's just the two of you against the world. Mm-hmm. For me, that is how I think of having the relationship states of mind. You know, so the two of you take decisions for the relationship. You set your goals. You have your plans. Whatever someone else does around you does not affect any of these goals or any of these plans. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about the fact that in a relationship it could happen that mm-hmm. you're unhappy with your partner, but your partner has no idea. There are also some relationships where the partner tells everybody else that, oh, I really love this girl. I really love this guy. But the partner doesn't feel it. Mm-hmm. And that is not the, a recipe for a healthy relationship where your partner doesn't feel loved, mm-hmm. but those around you are like, oh, he likes you, she likes <laughs> you, but you don't feel it. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is not a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. And talking about the relationship state of mind as well, my mind comes to this friend of yours you had. She was in school with you and her partner was working. And she felt like she also had a side job, like a part-time job. She felt like combining school and work was really hard. And then you were like, yeah, but have you had this discussion with your partner? And he's like, no. She, she was like, no. And you were like, but why not? Because as a couple, you come together. And I know that is something we do all the time. We always sit, we talk. Okay, so Kwame, this is where I want to go. When I wanted to go to school, you know, for my Swedish lessons to become the clinical psychologist plan. We sat, we talked about it. How is this going to affect our relationship, how is this going to affect the household? The and then we, yeah, the routine. And then we take decisions together as a couple because it is the two of us that are in this relationship, you know? So you have to talk about things, discuss things. How does this impact the other person? How does this affect the relationship? Mm-hmm. And then you do it together as the team you should be. Mm-hmm. So that's what we mean by having the relationship state of mind. Nothing else matters, just the two of you and your relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So to the next point, mm-hmm. how else can we build a healthy relationship? We need to be flexible. Mm-hmm. And in saying this, I'm actually talking to the men. Yeah. A lot. Talk to them. <laughs> Talk to them, well, It's important for us to be flexible, you know. And a lot more times, as African men, we are too rigid, mm-hmm. you know. And that does not allow our partners to be themselves around us. So when you are around... Your partner cannot maybe pass a silly comment. They cannot, forgive my language, maybe fat. Because because you'll be irritated and say, what's that? Mm -hmm. Um, They cannot maybe hug or give you a a peg on the cheek in public. When they do that, you're like, maybe anipawa, anipawa. It means people are here. here, Don't do this. No, no, what's that? It's important for you to allow them to be themselves Mm -hmm. whilst they are around you. Mm -hmm. For me, what that does is that it allows them to be happy mm-hmm. and it, it ignites a sense of confidence as well in them. Yeah. If you are always criticizing them and saying, why do you down. do pulling them down? Of course, it would affect their self-esteem. So let us be flexible and stop being, you know, rigid. Where you feel like your partner is going overboard when it comes to certain things. Of course, you draw the attention, but let us be very flexible. Let allow them to, you know, fool around us a little bit. Yeah. Nobody else is seeing that, you yeah. know. Mommy would say that she does not like talking. Everybody else thinks mommy does not like talking. But when it comes to me, mommy can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. I don't like yeah. talking, mommy. You know, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, be, let your partner be, you know, themselves around you. And it I know that, that's a comment you passed, I think, a couple of weeks back. 
And you said normally when I'm talking to someone I, I don't really know yeah. over the phone or even in person, I have this tone that I use. Yeah. But with you, I use a different tone. I make and scream and scream. And then that makes you know that I'm very comfortable around yeah. you. Of course. Like, why would I want to be in a relationship and feel like I cannot be myself? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I cannot be jovial. I cannot be happy. I cannot pass your comments. I cannot play with you. I cannot tickle you. Mm-hmm. Why should that be the case? If you're in a relationship like that, for how long can you, you know, bear with not being able to express who you are as a person? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I feel like it's important for you to be able to be yourself in a relationship. And don't expect the other person to change their personality just to be in a relationship with you. Because I cannot. I'm the type that I don't really like so many people. I don't like being in the company of too many people. It gets me worn out. I get tired. At some points, I need to be by myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And that is my personality. Mm-hmm. But if you, Kwame, likes going to the club or going for parties all the time, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell you to go. Mm-hmm. And go have your fun. And then come back home and then the two of us can be together. But if you're expecting me to change who I am to just to suit your lifestyle or to suit what you expect from your partner, that I cannot do. And when I say this, don't um, misconstrue or misunderstand this to mean that in a relationship, because you have to be yourself, then you don't compromise. No, that's different. When it comes to compromising, for example, with finances, in a relationship, maybe you have a different way of using your money. You blow money anyhow. Your partner might be like, okay, because we have goals, we have dreams, we have aspirations, we have bills to pay. We have to do our finances in a different way. So you compromise, you sit down with a partner, you make a plan, you make, you know, the estimation, how much are we going to use for this, this for that, this for that. At the end of everything, we have maybe this amount of money. Now you can have this money to do the things you want to do. That is compromising. That doesn't mean you're changing your personality. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference here. If you are an introvert, and your partner expects you to be an extrovert. How long can you bear with that? Yeah, or if you're an extrovert, if you're an extrovert and you're being expected to keep quiet. Like Kwame is the type that he wants to talk, he wants to express himself. So if I go like Kwame, I don't want you to be talking too much. How long can you bear with that? Mm. You know? And that is being flexible. Yeah. For me as well, talking about flexibility, I think of friendship. Mm-hmm. This is where if the relationship is based on friendship, then you can feel free to be yourself. Yeah. You know? Because aside from the fact that we are a good couple, we are also very good friends. Like, Kwame is my best friend. I remember once in Swedish class, we had to write about our best friends. And I wrote, yeah, my best friend is my husband. Also because, like, seriously, he's my husband, so why not? <laughs> like, I'm stuck with him all the time, so why should he not be my best friend, you know? So as apart from the fact that we are couple, we are very good friends. And that was something that, personally, I never saw with my parents. Mm. I hardly saw my mother and my dad sitting down having a conversation. Like, they're just having fun. I me hardly too. saw that. Yeah, me too. You know? I mean, there were times they used to go out for dinner. Like, okay. they actually dress up like they're going for dinner. Oh, okay. My dad is wearing, like, a suit and tie. My mom dresses in a gown. They're going for dinner. But hardly, maybe that happens once throughout my childhood. But you don't see them talking. They're not having fun. And for me, that is not how a relationship should be. I should have fun. I should enjoy your company. Mm-hmm. Like, we should really enjoy talking and, and doing things together. But a lot more times, the relationship becomes more like a... Like, it's like a work. You go, you go with this attitude, with this um, um, outlook to do this and to do this. So like have kids, pay bills, 
take care of the kids and that's all. There's nothing in between. And for me, that cannot be... That's not my definition of a healthy relationship. Let mm. me put it at that. Yeah. That doesn't work for me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, rightly said. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And to the next point as well, um, it's important for us to have insight mm-hmm. um, with regards to our partner mm-hmm. to know how to work things out. Mm-hmm. So having insight allows you to understand who your partner is and most importantly, how to coexist with them. Mm-hmm. So with in, what insight does is that you'll be able to anticipate the positive and negative consequences of your partner's actions or, or inactions. Or even your actions towards your partner. your partner. You can tell like, so if I say this to Kwame, there's a likelihood he's going to re- react this way. Exactly. Or if I don't do this, he's going to do this. We need to understand yeah. each other like that. Yeah. So an example is, I know Mame is always late. Huh. So when someone is visiting us here... Um, and the person says maybe they are coming around 12 p.m. there about. I'll tell mommy the person is coming 11 a.m. That's what he always does to me. Yeah, and that's what I do. So that at least we would have one hour to still, you know, prepare. And also, if you give mommy uh, 11 a.m., it means they'll ring our bell and mommy still will be tidying, you know, stuff up and all that. And I'm I don't probably want that. just rushing from the bathroom. Yeah. So, yeah, so I understand, I understand that, that dynamic. I, yeah. yeah, initially, I used to have a problem with that. Mm. But of course, you have insights and know that that is how my mate is. There's nothing she can change about that. Mm. About that. Mm. Another example as well is when it comes to that time of the month. Uh-huh. I mean, my mate is angry. Like a monster. <laughs> for no apparent reason. <laughs> so, I'm, and I'm always the silly one, you yeah. know. So, when is that time of the month? Mm-hmm. I know I cannot ask certain silly questions. I know I cannot give certain cheeky answers. No. <laughs> no, that's how I, I kill you. Yeah, I know yeah. it. I also know that there are things that I also need to do in order to get into her good books yeah. when she's when it is that time of the month. So you need to get her maybe candies, like ice cream. You need to get Chocolate. her flowers and all that. So that at least she'll come around with that. And I also know that when... Because normally when I'm maybe watching a series and stuff like that, I try to drug her or tag her along and say, Oh, mommy, this person did this and that and that in the series. But when is that time of the month? I know... You don't come to mommy. I mean, when she wants to talk, she would come. And I understand that, you know. So that does not allow us to have unnecessary conflict or bickering. Previously, I didn't understand. I remember there was this time that um, you said you had uh, pain. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, don't you get used to it? Yeah, and then mommy's like, what? <laughs> Whoever get used to stuff like that, yeah. you know? But I didn't know. Yeah. But the most important thing is that if you have insight. Um, you are able to understand some of these things mm-hmm. and you can only get insight if you communicate yeah, if the other person attentive, attentive person, you know to yeah. the person so if you have insight it simplifies you know um, a lot of things for me yeah. yeah for me that's that's really true i remember that was in the early stages of our dating when i told Kwame i had some really bad crumbs he's like don't you ever get used to it and i mean i have been having my period since like primary school but you never get used to it. And I remember I told one of my friends, like, can you imagine Kwame asked me why we don't get used to it? And she was like, really? He I'm said sure, that? I'm sure the ladies will roast like, me. Kwame, are you serious? <laughs> you didn't know? You never get used to that pain. Oh, like, never. And it also comes with the um, hormonal changes. Mm-hmm. So that's how we get angry. And it's not my fault. Like, I just feel pissed for no reason. <laughs> but I think this month was good. I mean, yeah. I, I was very nice to you. But mm-hmm. like last month, no. 
And Kwame knows. He mm. knows like when is at that time of the month, then I see he's a very good boy. Like he doesn't talk too much. <laughs> he waits for me to be the one to, you know, initiate conversations. And oh, But that's good, you know, that you mm. pay attention to some of these things. And it brings a lot of peace. Like myself, I also know there are some things I cannot do around you. Mm. I cannot say to you. Mm-hmm. There are some words I cannot use. Yeah, because I'm know? big on words. Yeah, mm. Kwame's big on words. Mm. Even if I want to use the word, I have to prep you to let you know it's just not from a place of malice or anything but i just wanted to say this and that and that Mm -hmm. and we've gotten to understand each other like Mm -hmm. that so it's very important that you study the person you're with Mm -hmm. and know you know what they like and what they don't like Mm -hmm. but it's not everything that you can just find out on your own like kwame was saying earlier you need to communicate some of these things like you didn't just know that during my the time of the month i'm going to be angry or i'm going to be like a monster you i had to tell you that okay it is because of the hormonal changes. It's mm-hmm. because of this. Mm-hmm. I normally react this way. And I know now I try to do it all the time. As soon as it starts, I'm like, you know what? Draw my attention. So I'm on my period. So mm-hmm. if I act in any funny way, just know it's not me. It's the hormones. Mm-hmm. And you know that. So even if I do something, you know that, okay, she already told me. So I don't have to be angry. So it's very important that people communicate. And that's one thing I say all the time. People don't talk. Couples don't talk. I don't know why. Sometimes we'll be watching a movie and we see that maybe the man has lost his job and he will tell his partner, like, how can you keep such an important information from your partner? I know for some relationships, people say they don't disclose, like there's no full disclosure and it's okay. But in our relationship, there's full disclosure. We talk about everything. I mean, we're talking about bank on kind of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So not... I know, but even in bang on relationships, some people feel not disclosing is okay. Mm. I feel that's a recipe for disaster. That is my personal opinion. That if you leave some things out, it will come out. How Mm. long would you keep a secret? You know, it will come out. And how would your partner react to it? And also the reason you don't want to share this information is because you know it was going to upset your partner. So why not deal with it now? Then, you know, you're just prolonging the hurt Mm -hmm. or the problem. If you decide not to say it. So for me, I feel like in a relationship, you have to be able to communicate. Say everything. You go to work, something happens. You come home, you talk about it. Mm-hmm. Your partner did something you are not happy with. Mm-hmm. You sit with a partner, you tell them, this and this is what you did that I wasn't happy with. And I, I believe next time you could do it this way and it could help me. You do not sweep things under the carpet. Yeah, I know that's one thing, Kwame. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about it. When it happens, let's talk about it. Yeah, your... Um, strategy is that we can hold on a bit when tempers are down and all that. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, we need to talk Bring about it. To it. The table yeah, everybody needs it. to, yeah. you know, learn how to the act of communicating. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, then that's when you realize that the slightest thing, the person is angry. Yeah, it like might maybe be- you just spill water and then Kwame is so mad, and I'm like, it was just water. But that's because something happened earlier. You bottled it up. Another thing happened like three days ago. You bottled it up two days, three days, one day. You've bottled all up. And now the water is like the trigger mm-hmm. for all those things you bottled up to come out. And then I'll also be here wondering, why is he overreacting? It's just water. But if something happens and we manage to sit down and talk about it. And that was one thing you taught me, you know, to talk through things. Because for me... I don't like to talk about things. And in my way, I managed to get over it. And that's me. I get over it and I don't think about it again. You know, I don't think about it. That's what you might think, but of course it would come up. Anyway. Yeah. In your subconscious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, that's, that's because 
when we are hurt, mm-hmm. it ignites all sorts of you know emotions mm-hmm. in us, and all the memories will come back. Exactly, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. just imagine they don't know that whatever they are. Do- I mean, your partner does not know that whatever they are doing is hurting you, mm-hmm. and they are still doing it, and you are not talking about it. I mean, how do you build? A good relationship, yeah, you know, like and that. And build trust, yeah. you know, in each other. And one way of building that is having boundaries. I know that this territory, of course, I cannot cross. Just like we're saying earlier, when it is that time of the month, I know there are some boundaries that I cannot cross. Mm-hmm. Just like you also said, there are things that some words that I don't, you know, like. Right, so yeah. you know that no, when it comes to Kwame, I cannot say A, mm-hmm. B, and C mm-hmm. because it might get to him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me that. But let's learn the act of talking. Yeah. It's very important. Like I know one thing we do in our relationship when there's a conflict is we sit, and then we talk through it. So okay, you said this, you did this, you did that. I didn't like it. And I know there are also times where you have to use, you know, the trigger words for me because, you know, things get to me and then I feel down and then I feel like I'm not good enough. So Kwame has a way of doing that because I communicated to him that when you say this, when you say that, it makes me feel like I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. So you know that. And then you come like, I don't want to say this to make you feel like you're not good enough or you're not worth it, but this and that and that. And then we work through it. That actually takes us to the next point, which is emotion regulation. Mm -hmm. And in a relationship, it's very prudent that we try to regulate our emotions and not think ill of the other person, especially during a misunderstanding, Mm -hmm. unless there is palpable fact. Mm -hmm. A lot more times in a relationship when issues crop up, we allow our emotions to run wild and assume that the other person did whatever they did to deliberately, you know, hurt us. We should try as much as possible to be curious, Mm -hmm. to want to, you know, inquire other than assume the worst of the other person. Mm -hmm. And for me, I learned this lesson the hard way, way back when I was in Ghana and you were here. Communication in itself was a problem, you know. distance relationship. We're consistently having issues. Mm -hmm. And when issues come up, I will be the first person to start pointing, accusing fingers and say that my mate is that and that and that. And then my mate will call my sister. <laughs> and then my sister will allow me to see perspective. Then I rethought to myself and say that, okay, if my mate did A, B and C because of this, if I knew that, I wouldn't have been angry, angry. you know, this yeah. way. So then for me, I decided that, okay, you know what? When something is happening, I would be curious. Mm. I would ask Rather than, you know, um, assume, especially mm-hmm. when there is, you know, a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And in talking about misunderstanding, I would quickly um, like to add that it is important for everyone to set boundaries mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, um, agreement and misunderstanding. It allows you to resolve things easily and quickly. Mm-hmm. So, for example, here in this household, um, when issues happen and one person is angry, it is a must, it's a written rule. That we sit at the table to discuss whatever it is. Mm. We discuss. So then, bring- what you mean by setting boundaries is more like setting rules as to how conflicts are resolved. Exactly, yeah. it's, it's very important mm. for you to set that as well. It helps a lot. So mm. if I'm angry, I'm like, we need to talk, and it's a um, it's a phrase that when someone says, it's like, it's like you have to drop everything. everything at this point. Drop your phone. Drop your ego. Drop your anger and listen. And listen. If we have to talk. We have to talk. And we sit at the table to discuss things like mature people mm-hmm. and not throw tantrums I mean, and all I that. I cry and all that, but we still <laughs> talk about it. Yeah. yeah, well, we need to talk about it. And that allows us both to understand each other, mm-hmm. to also know what to do, 
you know next when exactly. something like this and you know understand where we are we were coming from you know exactly because i think recently there was uh, something i said you know i said something yeah and Kwame, you had a plan yeah and then you you told me and then i used the word and you were like it made me it made you feel like i didn't believe in this idea you had and I was like, no, Bakwame, you know me. And you know, I've told you several times, the household in which I grew up, we use some of these words, but it doesn't mean what you are thinking, you know? And that helped you understand, okay, so she may say this, but it doesn't mean she doesn't believe in me or my ideas. Yeah. So now we have that understanding, you know? Yeah. And um, the second rule as well is that when we discuss these things and then we leave the table and we'll go and sleep, you don't wake up the next morning with Still anger. anger or sad. No, it no. is gone. Like if, we are finished. In fact, the moment we rise and leave the table, you don't bring anything up. That's anger. because most of the time when we are done with the conflict resolution, we end with a with a hug or a kiss. So after the hug and the kiss, if you were still angry, like really, you why did you say it? You don't bring anything up again. And it's, it, it helps us a lot because yeah. then if I have an issue previously, it was a problem because when there is an issue, it's like you don't want to talk, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about it. Then mm-hmm. it's like we cannot meet each other, you know, halfway. But when we came to that realization, then it helped a lot in resolving, you know, conflict. conflict. And in relationship, let's face it. I mean, would step on each other's nerves, you know, from time to time and all that. But such ground rules would prevent us from going overboard and mm-hmm. thinking ill of the, you know the other person yeah. yeah as you were talking about emotion regulation as well i would also talk of emotional intelligence yep. in relationships and i think sometimes people are not able to read their other partner's emotional mm-hmm. states mm-hmm. so there are times where maybe you're angry and i'll ask you come are you angry yeah come get so mad yeah. like don't you see that i'm angry mm-hmm. you know but that's because i know i just want to ask you that because i know you're going to say no and that means we are fine you know and of course i'll never say no yeah. when i'm not okay kwame is the most honest person i've ever met <laughs> in my life you know but having that emotional intelligence if your partner is angry you can tell yeah. if they are upset you can tell and you also know how to communicate your emotions to them as well without you know letting things get out of proportion and also with emotional intelligence i know this is one thing that you've said that when people go for marriage counseling, you feel like they should also be given counseling should a divorce happen. It's very important, yeah. Because we see like celebrities and all that on social media, like washing their partner's dirty linen in public just because they are not together anymore. It's so unnecessary. I mean. and, and for me, I feel like that is not emotional intelligence because you love this person at some point. Mm-hmm. They just deserve some respect from mm-hmm. you. So it comes to think of the fact that even if you're in a relationship, you need to treat their emotions with respect. If someone tells you, your partner tells you that I was mad at you because you did this and that, you should be able to listen to how they feel. Even if you don't feel like they should have felt that way, this is where you understand because you have the emotional intelligence. You understand that, okay, you felt this way. And I'm sorry that I made you get to this point. But I didn't mean to. Actually, what I meant was this and that and that. Mm-hmm. But I understand that for you, you got to this point, And you managed to resolve the 
conflict without it escalating to the point where it gets physical. So emotional intelligence is very important. And for me, having emotional intelligence as well means that when something happens in your relationship, you don't just jet off mm. to the next person out there and go and then just discuss everything. Mm. Um, I made this, this, and that, and that, and that, and that, and that. What happens if mommy starts, you know, acting right per your definition of right? Mm-hmm. Do you go back to people like that and say, oh, now mommy is acting right? Even if you go back, they've already had their own perception about yeah. mommy. Yeah. And a lot more times, that's what happens. And then you see rifts between maybe the family, the family and, and then your partner. And then yeah. you don't understand why that you cause it. Because every time you are going there to discuss, not only partners, but friends. Yeah. People are friends and then they go, excuse my language, and say, oh, yesterday the sex was too bad. I'm like... So now when it becomes good, can you go back to your BFFs and tell them, oh, actually now it's good. You don't do that. And you know, that's as you were saying, sometimes you go to their parents, especially for the ladies that go to their mothers and go and tell them, my husband did this. He doesn't give me enough money. And then he's doing this and he's doing that. Now your mom starts hating your husband. By the time your husband starts doing right by you, you don't go back to tell your mom. Now your mom hates your husband and you don't know why it's happening. Mm-hmm. That's because you kept going, you yeah. know. So we have to be very careful who we communicate exactly. with, who we go to tell our problems. Because when the good things start happening, and you know, a lot more times we want to talk about all the bad times. Mm-hmm. But when the good things start happening, we don't go back to That's talk about that. because we don't regulate our emotions. Yeah. So the moment we the feel a the moment, moment we just pick up a phone up. and just call somebody or go somewhere to just pour our frustration and all that. Mm-hmm. Pour it in the presence of, of the, the person, person. Concern, yeah. to whom it may concern. Yeah, exactly. Talk to that person yeah. and then get it solved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very important that people learn to regulate their emotion and also have some emotional intelligence mm-hmm. in relationships. Mm-hmm. It's going to solve a lot of problems mm-hmm. and even prevent a lot from starting in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Now to the last point mm-hmm. as to how we can all have a healthy and meaningful relationship is to have a purpose mm-hmm. and to set goals for your relationship. So if you're in a relationship with someone, what is the purpose of the relationship? Where do you expect the relationship to go to? What goals do you have for each other? What do you hope to attain with each other? Where do you hope to see each other going to? What should this relationship bring forth? And for us, that's one thing we talked about right from the beginning. We want to have a healthy relationship. One where we love, we trust each other, we respect each other. Our goals is to make sure that we Support each other to reach our fullest potentials. Where you support me with my academics and all my academic ambitions and all my goals. I support you with all your business ideas and your silly plans. You know, we fine tune each other's ideas. Our plan is that when we have kids, we want them to be the best versions of themselves. We want to give back to kids who can go out and make an impact in society. And that is the goal of our relationship that anybody who comes around us experiences like something with us that they can go you know away from realizing that they've learned a lot or experiencing some level of um comfort or satisfaction just because they came into contact with us and that is our goal but i feel like sometimes people get into relationships first of all they've not defined a relationship and they haven't talked about where they are going and they're just doing some like you know for me that is not the 
recipe for a good relationship. Also, like we were talking about rules, there have to be some rules that have been set for the relationship. Like because we want to have a healthy relationship, because we want to help each other to attain our fullest potential, there are certain things we will not do. We will not go out there, hang out till 12 midnight without the other person knowing where we are. Basically, there are certain things that are deal breakers. Yeah, mm. you need to have deal breakers in a relationship. Like, if you do this, we are done. Mm. And we both have that understanding, yeah, of course, you right. know. And this is where it helps a relationship to get to the points where you want it to get to. Because you have a plan. If you don't have that plan, and you know me, I live by plan. If you don't have that plan, then where is a relationship going to? It's like you don't know where you're going. You're just in a relationship and you're just doing anything Mm -hmm. at all. But when you have goals, when you have a purpose, we want to be able to maybe buy a house in the next 10 years. So we work together as a couple to do this. We want to have kids in the next two, three years. So we have to set down certain um, foundations before they come. And even when the kids come, this is how we want to bring them up. We want them to maybe be Christians. We want them to be Muslims. We want them to do this. These are conversations that need to be had. And goals need to be set. Plans need to be put in place for the couple and for their relationship. So for me, I feel like that is probably the most important thing. Sitting down, having a conversation, setting down goals and plans for their relationship. And this is what is going to help you to become you know, health to, to form a healthy relationship and to become successful at that. So mm-hmm. it's very important. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that uh, the end of our point, right? Yeah. And so maybe we'll quickly recap what we've been discussing. Mm -hmm. So we went through seven points with regards to how we can all form healthy relationships. And we started off with um, the fact that we have to be human and care and be responsive to the other person's emotions. The second thing was to have the relationship state of mind where we form a circle hold hands as a couple from a circle nothing else matters the third point was to be flexible where people don't like as a couple you don't have to be rigid be friends with each other be nice to each other and encourage each other the third the fourth thing was to have insight where you are responsive to the other person's emotions you have to steady them to know who they are as a person and be there for them and the fifth was to communicate communicate I feel like people don't talk enough, but communicate as a couple. It be 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 okay with each other to talk about how you feel, what you expect from the other person. It's okay. And then the sixth point was to regulate your emotions and to have emotional intelligence. And the last point we discussed was to have a goal, a purpose for your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we said earlier that we know relationships may be described as difficult. But we don't think a relationship should be difficult or it doesn't have to feel like it's a hurdle. It's only difficult when the person you are with doesn't want to work with you or when you are the only one who is working on the relationship. This is where you experience burnout because you cannot do it for the entire span of the relationship. It's important that you work together as a group or as a team. And a healthy relationship can only be possible when the two people involved decide to be intentional and work as a team. That is the only point or the only time you can have a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. So just like always, we are going to leave you with some action plan as well. So in today's discussion, we've talked about the three types of people 
who can exist when it comes to relationships. There, one and onlys, the just because, and their bang ons. We want you to assess yourself to know where you are in terms of you seeking out a relationship. Are you at the one and only just because or the bang on stage? And it's okay to be at any of these three different stages. What would you want out of a relationship if you found yourself in one? What would you want? And what are you willing to bring to the relationship as well? So it's not just what you want the other person to bring to the relationship, but what can you also bring to the relationship? What can you offer to the relationship? Think about these things and together we can all build a healthy relationship. And of course, if you are at any of these levels in terms of one and only, in terms of just because, in terms of bank owned, just attract the same kind of person. Don't go and then waste somebody's time when you know you are one and only and someone is bang on, don't waste their time. Just let them understand that this is where you are. If they are willing to wait for you, that is fine. I was willing to wait for mommy and she came around. So if they are willing, that's fine. But it's important for you to know where you are and communicate that to the other person as well so that you don't end up wasting their time. time. Yeah. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed today's conversation. We would love to hear your thoughts about the discussion or whatever experience you might have had with regards to relationships. If you learned anything from the discussion, kindly let us know. You can send it to our inbox on Instagram, DOA underscore immigrants, or you can just search for us, Diaries of an Immigrant Podcast on Instagram, and you'll find us. If you enjoy the conversation, do well to share with your friends and loved ones, or if you know someone who is going to benefit from the discussion today, do well to send it to them so that we can all create a healthy relationship in the society. It's going to mean a lot to us if you subscribe to our podcast and if you follow us where it's possible. As usual, share with your friends and loved ones. And let's keep the conversation and relationships alive. I mean, we all want healthy relationships for each other. Mm -hmm. Until next time, bye. bye.